Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Bucklin, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our weekly podcast. This is Father Martin, your host. And Steve Buckland, your co-host. We are back and better than ever. We apologize for the week and a half absence. Welcome to nothingness. And we apologize because apparently being a priest is quite busy and we have neglected this duty. Well, only partially. Father Martin has a new day off, so his day off is switched. Um, and then we couldn't coordinate with the studio, and one thing led to another, and then we had fun stuff to do, and then, but we're back. That's the important thing. That's it. Did you miss us, all ten of you? Ah, you know they did. (laughs) But if, if, but the good news is, is even though we have the break, we have something very special for you this week, because you know how the best podcasts are the ones where we actually have a guest. (laughs) (laughs) So we went deep into the well. And today we do have a very special guest that we're able to invite her to join us for this podcast. So please join me in welcoming Ms. Carol Brinati, our Chancellor of uh, Administration for the Diocese of Orlando. Welcome. Thank you very much. And let me just correct Father Martin right away. <laughs> Uh-oh. That happens a lot on this podcast. It certainly does. <laughs> My title is uh, Chief Operating Officer, Chancellor for the Diocese. So I call myself the kook. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, sorry, it's, it's sorry. good to be here with you. <laughs> sorry, Chancellor. I always tell people I don't speak English. <laughs> it's Yeah, that's always his excuse. But the bishop calls you Madam Speaker. Yes, he does. And so every that, time we're in a big meeting, it's always Madam Speaker. <laughs> so. I, I think that's his way of saying, please be quiet. Oh, <laughs> she is obviously very humble. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. And um, uh, really, uh, you and I met last week, just to kind of right. give everybody a little bit of background. So a couple of weeks ago, we had the convocation for Catholic leaders uh, here in Orlando, uh, where almost just about every bishop in the country, I believe, right. uh, was here along with uh, diocesan delegations and delegations of apostolates and other uh, organizations came together to talk about really the spreading the joy of the gospel in America. And one of the things that was part and parcel of that um, was a roundtable discussion I was involved in on the role of women in the church entitled The Feminine Genius. Um, and just for a little bit of background, it was 150 people um, in the room. Ten of us were men. Um, it was fun. It lasted about an hour and a half. Um, there were some wonderful women on the panel. And really, you know, I walked out of there profoundly affected by that experience. Um, just uh, really kind of being open, kind of opened. I, I guess I kind of always knew, but hadn't really been opened or exposed to, you know, that that there's a problem with, with women finding their place in the church. And right. so um, it's really more of a perception issue. But Carol was very kind enough to come and meet with me last week uh, over at the cathedral. We got to talking, and then uh, one thing led to another, and Father Martin was kind enough to extend the invitation. And you were even kinder to accept and join us. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right. This has always been an ongoing conversation, but more so since the pontificate of uh, Pope Francis, because uh, Pope Francis has drawn this to a new level of attention where he, he on several occasions, has exalted the, uh, the role of the woman in the church and, and what he calls the feminine genius. And so it is our blessing to have you uh, as a woman of faith and as someone who has a very active role uh, within the Diocese of Orlando. So if you would mind, 
wouldn't mind sharing with us uh, some reflections, some thoughts on um, on the work that you do and the ministry that you serve for the church. Well, I think that the role of women in the church, of course, is very important, and it's wonderful that it's called a feminine genius because I have often felt that there is feminine genius everywhere and that it is a blessing of God. I think that in my own role as chief operating officer, chancellor, I have a lot of responsibility. And of course, you know, my day is filled with a variety of different opportunities for ministry. But I would say to any woman or man who is listening to this podcast today that it isn't about the position that we hold specifically. But more importantly, and I think Pope Francis is really wonderful about pointing this out to it, to us, is that it's about our call to holiness, the call to holiness that we receive from the moment we are baptized and by which we are called to live every minute of every day. And so it isn't about the fact that I am Carol Bernardi, Chief Operating Officer of the Diocese of Orlando. That is not what makes me holy. But what does make me holy, hopefully, is my own faith life and my attentiveness to God and my focus on God through me. So what do I have to offer to God from the work that I do within the church? A lot of us, you know, we work for the church and we work faithfully for the church, and then we go home at night and we, we forget that we still are Catholic. And so it isn't so much about what we do at any one moment during the day, but comprehensively what we do throughout our lives. And I think that um, Pope Francis is very good and has been wonderful in reminding us all about our call to holiness, that it isn't just something that I do while I'm chief operating officer chancellor, but it's a call that I have to integrate my life of faith into every fabric of the life that I live. And so what does that mean? That means that while I'm here at the chancery or meeting in the community, I am called to be as Christ to the people I serve. And so that that isn't something that's just nine to five or, you know, seven to seven or whatever my hours are, but that's something that begins from the moment I arise to the moment I sleep. And even while I sleep, hopefully giving that gift back to God. And that's that's kind of where I stand on the topic of uh, feminine genius. <laughs> See, it was that description that I was like, we have to get you on the podcast. Because, <laughs> My gosh, because I, that... I feel like such a big sinner sitting next to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's okay. We can deal with your issues in the next podcast. But, uh, but that was so beautifully put. And, you know, we had talked about, um, you know, not people not realizing that um, – that, yeah, we're called and we have different roles in our lives, but that that really the beauty, I think the beauty kind of of the feminine genius really in the context of professional life is that there is that the complementarity of men and women doesn't mm-hmm. just exist in the boundaries of marriage. Correct. It isn't something that just it, that is limited to that scope, that complementarity exists as because we're we're creations of God. And we are created with different skill sets and different abilities and things that that's something that carries over into all of our lives. And I think societally, you know, we kind of everyone wants to segment themselves. And, well, there's only a man can do that and a woman can do that. And it's not as good or it is too good or, you know, I mean, you ask I was teasing Father Martin, you ask any married man who's in charge in the house. 
<clears throat> and it's not the husband, you know. <laughs> I mean, just tell you. Uh, but but it's but recognizing that there's that there are skills, that there are opportunities to excel, that there are ways that we can come together that maybe we hadn't thought of or maybe hadn't been as widely exposed before, but that help advance us in all the things we do, especially in ministry. And, you know, there aren't, one of the things I discovered at this panel was that you are very unique. There are just, there are not that many uh, women who are in your position in other uh, dioceses around the country that I think the the count, we, we tried to figure it out. I think you're like one of six which is not, I mean, that's amazing to me um, because, you know, there's, everyone has so many different skills and things to offer. And I think, you know, I had mentioned to you, one of the things the panel said to us is that young women don't even think about it, that they've done studies and they just don't even think that this could be something they could do. And yet, you know, here you are and you do a great job. So. Well, thank you for that compliment. I, I think that what we need to focus on is the body of Christ so we're all called to the body of Christ. And I think sometimes what we do tend to do, as you said, Steve, is to segment. Mm-hmm. And there's no unity in segmentation. And Jesus says that, you know, it takes all parts of the body in order to make up the body of Christ. And so each one of us has gifts and talents that we're given. And, and from our baptism, we're called to flourish those gifts and talents, correct? And so we're called to bring forth the glory of God in everything that we do. And so one, uh, one time I had the approach of, a, of another person, and they were talking about the celebration of Mass. And they had brought some young women to the celebration of Mass, and they said, you know, the, what is the example for these young women? First of all, there's a man that's celebrating the Mass, and the altar server is a boy, and the deacon is proclaiming the gospel. And what, what's in it for these young women? And so, you know, I thought a lot about that, and I said um, that, I said, well, you know, when people meet me, I hope that they don't see me as a woman or that I'm short, or that I've got brown hair, or whatever. I hope that when they meet me, that they have an experience of God. And I would hope that those young women that participated in the celebration of Mass also had an experience of God from everyone who was in that room, including the priest and the altar server and the deacon. So each one of us together makes up this kingdom of God that we're trying to build here on earth. And I I can't emphasize that any more strongly. It has to be everyone together. If it was just me alone, it would be a very sad world. (laughs) Right. Well, with the influence from the political and societal um, influences and powers, sometimes we kind of lose sight of that, um, that call to be the the different members of the body, but work for the same purpose. And once we put it in the level of just how much power I have and how much influence I have, then then there will be conflicts. We would fight, okay, women don't get to do this and do that. Whereas, you know, the first apostle, the first this apostle to announce the resurrection was a woman. Recently, uh, Pope Francis uh, called Saint Mary Magdalene. Apostola Apostolorum, the 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 apostle of the apostles, because she she witnessed the resurrection and was sent forth to be the very first one 
to announce the, the good news of the resurrection. But if she was to claim, all right, I am the first one to get to see the resurrected <laughs> Lord, then it's kind of missing the point. Because at the end of the day, we're all called by our baptism to become disciples, to become apostles, to go out there and announce the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is the Lord of life, the living and the dead. And so um, you brought up a very important point that sometimes even within the church uh, ourselves, we forget. We forget that it's not a question of authority. It's not a question of uh, influences. It's a question of service. Well, then how do we bring forth the gospel to the people? How do we spread the word? How do we go about as the apostles did and bring forth that word to the people of God? And I think that that's where each of us has to look at, what do I have within me to do that? How do I do that? Sometimes for our young people, especially our young women, it's, it's really about being loving to each other. You know, what are we saying to each other? Um, you know, I, I always... Uh, laugh to myself because people tell me how nice I am and then I may come home and because I've had a bad day you know I may take that out on the people who are closest to me my family so what is the opportunity for us to possibly share God's love with each other it's easy to be maybe to smile at a stranger how easy is it to smile at our own moms and dads when we come home from school and say gosh I had a really bad day at school and you people just happen to be here. I'm going to take it out on you. So where do we bring Christ's love into our world? And what is our talent to be able to do that? And how do we grow that talent? How do we look at ourselves and say, well, I have this to offer, and am I really offering it? And not to be deterred by the quote-unquote power that someone else may expect of us. Perhaps what we might think about rather is, that Jesus isn't calling us to be powerful. He's calling us to be servants. And so what does that look like in our own lives, from the very youngest to the very oldest? And then how do we interact with each other so that we can bring that service to each other? I think that um, that's something that I think about all the time. It's not just something that you learn and that you do and that, you know, it, it just happens naturally. There are many forces in our world that cause us to drift away from God. And so we have to constantly be brought back to that. And how do we do that? I think one of the best ways is through the celebration of Mass. If, if we, you know, I couldn't go a day without eating. I have to be fed physically in order to be able to do the work that I do. And by the same token, we have to be fed spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so... That's what I would say is is um, helpful to us. And you raise a great point about gifts. I mean, part of it is recognizing that God's given each of us unique gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, that we aren't all, we weren't all given like, you know, here's two for you, two for you, two for you. You're going to get two speaking credits, you know, two handwriting credits that, you know, recognizing that everyone has talents, that we may not have the same talents or the same abilities uh, or the same vocations as others, but that doesn't diminish what we have. And I think part of one of the challenges that we face as Catholics um, is getting out of our own way in that sense, to stop focusing on what Father Martin has over there and start focusing on what Steve Buckland has to offer, what Carol Bernardi has to offer. And you 
wonderfully articulated that, that it's really about acknowledging and owning up to yourself and recognizing that God gave me gifts and that it's my job as a servant of Christ, as a disciple, to offer those gifts in whichever and however they can be best used. But it's from the very beginning of creation and even among the disciples of Jesus. If you recall John chapter 21, when uh, the Lord had just given Peter the great mission, and then he turned to John and he, he asked Jesus, what about him? It's always <laughs> that way. But Jesus once again reminded Peter, don't worry about him. You, you follow me. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's a conversion, conversion of heart. That it's not a competition. The work in the church is a mission. And a mission, there's no place for competition in the mission that the Lord has entrusted. Now, I do have a question for you, Chancellor. You've been called to, uh, to serve the Diocese of Orlando for quite a while now. Uh, so what are some of the, of the, how do you say, blessings and some of the challenges that you face as a woman working really with all these men priests, go ahead, just say it. Well, I'm just <laughs> in a very important role because pretty much bishop at the top of the ladder and then you. What are some of the blessings and the challenges that you face? Well, I would have to say that um, the blessings are always the people. And the challenges are always the people. <laughs> so, Did you just steal that answer from me? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so in the, in the sense that people, I mean all people. So I mean um, the ordained and the non-ordained. Um, I think that we are constantly faced with differences. And particularly in the church I know working here, that um, so much of what comes across my desk are people who have questions or why did Father say this or why does the church say that or any number of things about people trying to be together but having and struggling with it. And so one of the most powerful tools that I've had is the tool of just being able to pray. And so before I begin my day, and as I read each mail, I pray each email, I pray for that person, whoever that person is, that they can know God's presence and that somehow they will be directed either by the work that I do or by the referral that I give to them so that they can again encounter God. And I think that that is one of the blessings and one of the challenges of the position that I'm in is to always remember that I'm here to bring the encounter of God and to help that occur for all the people that I meet. Um, you know, we, we get into the sublime and the mundane, like, for example, today, the air conditioning in our building on our second floor is not functioning. And so um, what is the opportunity that I can bring to this when people are upset uh, they can't get their work done. How do we help them to see God in this very simple, you know, breaking down of equipment? And so the opportunity is that um, we can rejoice because we found out that we have a problem and we're able to fix it. We've discovered what the problem is. But we can also rejoice with each other as a community of faith so that we can support each other 
the people on the third floor and the people on the first floor are able to help the people on the second floor with the work that they have to be done. And so, again, how do we take moments of difficulty and bring them and show them as a blessing of God? And then for those challenges that we have, how do we work them out so that we're bringing about the unity of God with each other? I don't know if that answered your question, Father. Suddenly <laughs> did. Good. Suddenly did. Now, uh, this I encounter often because I, I speak with people from different walks of life and even lay faithful who work for the church. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of times they get scandalized when they face with the human side of the church. Uh, obviously, you know, when the first impression is the church is all, you know, holy and lovely. Right. But they get so discouraged to encounter the human side because uh, no matter what, the church is holy and good, but the church is also made up of human beings. Mm-hmm. And in your positions, I'm sure you you get to witness uh, sometimes the worst and the best of humanity. Uh, and so how do you reconcile that with your own personal uh, spiritual journey as well? I have to say that scripture has been a great inspiration for me. And I would say that um, on this cosmic temple of the Lord in which we live, that God has shown us through the Old Testament and the New Testament the um, fragility of people. And so, and also being aware of my own um, difficulties, my own sinfulness, I, I really truly feel that the people that we encounter are those that need our prayers, perhaps, or those who help me to pray better because of their example for me. Um, I can see where some people may get discouraged by the people that they encounter in the church. But I have to say that, um, you know, I think about Jesus talking to the woman and saying when everyone was going to stone her and no one did because there was no one who was sinless. And so I think that um, that is a beautiful example for me to when I encounter people and the situations that we encounter here. And then again, that what is my role as um, this baptized Catholic in order to serve God? And I, that's how I manage those things. Very Wonderful. good. Thank you very much. Well, I know you're on a tight time schedule. We promised to get you out on time for the next meeting. I see meeting. that clock ticking We have away. the clock. Ethan, <laughs> WeCat is in charge of the uh, the clock. Well, so. before, before we let the chancellor go, one Uh-oh. last question. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> if you would have some advice, uh, insights to share with our young listeners, mm. uh, especially uh, the women uh, listeners, uh, what are some of the advices that you would give them as someone who worked for the church, as someone who served the church and definitely has a big role in the church? Well, I would say something that Bishop Noonan tells us all the time, we are children of God. And so when I think about being a child of God, I just have to say to our young people, especially our young women, think about how special that is, that you are a child of God and all of the beauty that goes along with that title and all of the dignity and all of the grace that is filled within that title. And if you can just think about that and hold that in your heart, then you will be able to do anything that is possible. And that, with that focus on Christ, with that focus on our triune God, you will definitely succeed in this world. 
Now, you may not become the president of a company, but you will be the president of God's cosmic temple. And that, in my opinion, is the most important thing to strive for. And that is why I booked the guests. Right there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Please. Like, like like she would say yes if I didn't put my two cents in there. It's my irresistible charm. It, it was the entire body of Christ <laughs> that you. brought me here today. Apparently we did not get anything out of this podcast. Forgive us, Chancellor. But Father, thank- would you possibly um, give us a blessing before we conclude? Absolutely. And once again, we are grateful. We are thank grateful you very much. for the gift that you bring to the church thank you uh the genius that you bring to the church indeed and uh and thank you for taking the time to be with us today and i ask that the good lord may continue to guide you with his grace and his holy spirit that everything that you do the work that you serve for the church may be for the greater glory of god and so i give you the blessing of almighty god the father the son and the holy spirit amen amen, amen. Thank, Thank you. you so very much Thank you. for being with us today. Thank you. God bless, God bless you. God bless. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Buckland. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.